The following podcast on the Your Own Pay Podcast Network will contain adult content. Listener discretion is advised. More information about this episode can be found at yourownpay.com. <laughs> hey, bro, let's get into this thing. It's Demasi and Michael just talking tech. So let me tell you what happened. Uh, I don't know how clean my audio is going to be coming into Reaper, but that's okay. We'll we'll work with what, whatever we get. Uh, I need to figure out how to... All right, so what happened when I hit record is I could record everyone into one file, which is fine. And then I could record myself only, which would play me to you. Um, and then I could record guests only, and it would record me. And then I could record guests only, or I can record everyone on stereo track. So I'm on one channel and guests, which would be you, are on the other channel. So I've got to figure out how to work with that multiple channels in Reaper to clean it up so I can clean up these fucking dogs in the background. <laughs> so one thing I instantly noticed about this, and we haven't used Source Connect for a while, so could be the same thing there. But I can actually hear your background a lot more than what I do on Zoom. Ah, because Zoom like, must do some noise cancellation. It's either that or the audio quality is so shitty coming across Zoom that it just, you know, gets crushed out just by the compression uh, as possible. And it doesn't uh, look like I have a mute button, which really sucks. So that could be uh, problematic. I mean, it's fine because it's what will be picked up in your, 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 your audio recording on your side anyway. It's just now I hear it actually, you know, as we're talking, not just it's like, oh, man, I did not know Mike had all that shit going on while we were recording. So Clean Feed looks like it could be definitely usable. How was the experience joining Clean Feed? Clean Feed? Because I, I sent you that email like an hour and a half before we started recording. And then I just logged into my account close to the time and you were here and I saw your name. It didn't make any noise when you joined, though, which I wish it would. Hmm, that that would be useful. Yeah. So I just clicked on the link. Well, I copied the link out of the email and pasted it into Google Chrome. Uh-huh. Uh, and when it launched, I had to click a button that said start. Ah, okay. But you didn't have uh, to create an account or anything. No, 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 no. Sweet. I, I, yeah, it has some options like for me to set my, my default sources. I just said use the computer default. Yeah. And you're in chrome or safari i am in chrome okay is chrome your default browser on your m1 now no i just copied the link Uh and pasted it into chrome because i figured it probably wouldn't work in safari right 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 Uh, yeah so or it would and it would have its own little hiccups yeah yeah so i just i just figured chrome was the the safer bet so i should use in chrome canary Ooh. I am not. I'm using Chrome Stable. I don't know why, but I am. (laughs) So do you want to edit or do you want me to? I need you to edit this one. I can do that because i got to figure out how to pull these stereo. I wonder if it's going to pan. It won't pan both of us, but I wonder if it's going to pan both of us. (laughs) (laughs) I think there's a way. I might grab Derek and ask him uh, to split left and right into its own tracks which i think should be yeah i want to say he showed that at some point maybe or at least kind of went over you know what you would do yeah 
I could be mistaken. It could have been a conversation me and you were having about Amadeus Pro and how to do, how you used to have to deal with that in Amadeus Pro. I do not miss Amadeus Pro. It was awesome when I first started using it. It, it was one of the greatest Mac apps that I discovered that I didn't know anything about, that I had never heard anybody, you know, ranting and raving about it, you know, like Audio Hijack or something. When I got on the Mac and had to start dealing with audio. Once I learned how to use it, I quickly ran into the limitations. And then once I got into Reaper, honestly, because I didn't like Logic just because, one, it used to make my machine just <laughs> dog slow. Like, it just killed it. It just sit down on the processor and like, yeah, bitch, I own you today. <laughs> so once I got into Reaper, I was like, oh, man, this, this is where it's at. Right. Right. So I am still using two cables coming out of my microphone. I promise <laughs> one of these days I will conquer this um, challenge that I have found myself because right now it would be nice to be able to just reach over here, hit the button that says mute and be muted. Nope, you can still hear me because I'm going to USB. But if I was going through the board, I would be muted. Uh, been playing with that on Clubhouse though. Yesterday, I got super bored. And so I just opened a Clubhouse room, right? Made mm -hmm. it public to everyone, uh, grabbed some YouTube videos, put them in a playlist, opened Firefox with that playlist because I've been using YouTube with Firefox, although I think I'm just going to kill firefox but that's besides the point and then started streaming the youtube music into clubhouse using the headset buddy not sponsored by at guys but you can pick it up at atguys.com and i just started playing music in there and then i just got up and walked away from the the board and everything and someone texts me they go hey just so you know your music's a little hot and i'm like yeah i'm not there <laughs> but I, I i was bored if you couldn't mm. tell hmm well, fun experiment. I don't, I don't know how copyright works with that. Like, you know what I mean? Because technically, I mean, you should have to pay licensing for that. But technically, but, they got to catch you doing it because it's not like it's recorded. So yes. Once it's over, it's over. Yeah. Yeah. And I just admitted that I was playing music in Clubhouse. I'm okay with that. <laughs> there was a YouTube video of some music that was in a playlist. Yeah. That was publicly available. Right. That's that was that's, just being streamed for testing purposes of audio routing of inside course. of a free application where no one was actually being charged any money, making any money, or even donating any money. But I appreciate the five new followers from that experiment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're gonna come after your followers. You gotta yep. give us all those followers you yep, got. Yep. You can have my followers. I, I hate to tell you guys if you're listening, uh, although although I did have a, a idea, Demasi. I thought about grabbing some of, like, maybe DM69 and streaming that into Clubhouse and letting people come in and out and listen to it and consume it. If one person listens to it, then that's cool. If no people listen to it, well, it was a, a, a tried experiment. So I might, I might poke around with that a little bit and, you know, hmm. see if we can get some more listeners. Hmm. Yeah. Be interesting. yeah, it would be. So if you're hearing this in Clubhouse, give me a follow. <laughs> <laughs> oh man there he goes with the lingo yeah yeah 
Yeah. The question was, have we got any funny or embarrassing travel stories? I was flying back from one of the CSUN technology conferences and a person got in beside me, a lady. She was all on for a big chat. I was not all on for a big chat. And I said, I sorry, I difficult for me English because I not. Uh, so I pretend. So that was fine. She stopped talking. And so. an hour or so into the flight, the drinks trolley came round. Oh, oh my God! Yeah, now and you're the, trapped. And the air hostess <laughs> says, "Can I get you?" And I said, "Could I have a Carlsberg, please?" Oh. <laughs> In my Irish accent. Subscribe to Blank Eyes Chat wherever you get your podcast. Always read the label. May cause hysteria. Terms and conditions do not apply. So, what's new with you? I have a new toy coming later this week that we can talk about. Man, so today, as we're recording, it is May, what is today's date? May 11th? 8th. Man, what the hell am I? May 8th. But we publish on the 11th, so that was good. Ah, there we go, <laughs> see. Uh, I don't know, man, today was interesting. I got up, uh, cut the grass, which I won't do again. I thought you were outsourcing uh, that. Yeah, I hadn't gotten there yet, man. Hadn't gotten there yet. All the people who cut grass apparently, like, stopped cutting grass. Or something, because, yeah, like, everybody has went poof in that whole little industry. Like, people over here are buying their own lawnmowers and crap. Uh, But cut the grass, a thing that I will not do again on a day that I'm planning on recording. uh, (laughs) Because it has really whipped up my allergies Yeah, in a very bad way. Uh, But I cut the grass. Got a hell of a workout in, though. That's good. Uh, Did you track your workout on your Apple Watch? I did. Also, listen to a podcast while I was cutting the grass on the Apple Watch with some wireless headphones. Using Overcast. Yep. I think it was amazing. I think I'm mad at Overcast. Go ahead, finish with what you were saying. We can talk about that in a minute. Uh, well, that's it. Oh, the kids got water guns, like actual water guns. Ooh. Uh, like the ones that got to fill up the tanks, the super soakers? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Man, those are fun. So, run around and play with those for a little while. And I cut my hair today. You cut your hair or Tia cut your hair? Uh, she started and took off like the top couple of inches and then I finished it up. Huh, okay. uh, I, I tried cut. cutting my hair once. It turned into a disaster. Hmm. Yeah. Was not, was not the best experience. Ended up getting it shaved all the way off. There's pictures on my Facebook somewhere. I don't know where. <laughs> <laughs> so I have noticed a weird thing with my watch battery, and I've only noticed it since I switched over to Overcast. And I'm not sure if it's if it's Overcast or not. So I pull I I took the Overcast app off of my watch, um, and it may be that I haven't customized any syncing, and it's always syncing or something. But I was lucky if I got you know. 12, 13 hours out of my Apple Watch battery. And it was driving me crazy because I would have to charge it twice a day. I mm. I think I've fixed it. I will see because I haven't had to charge it all day today, but it really wasn't doing much today. Uh, we went to Costco and, man, Costco. Uh, but we didn't buy any electronics. We went to Costco and then uh, that was really about all I did. I spent some time over on Discord. But... Uh, my watch now has like 56% and I charged it this morning. So hopefully it'll last a little longer. Maybe I'm just getting frustrated because how long can you get out of your watch? Uh, typically I will get about a day. So I charged it to a hundred percent today as I was getting in the shower well, while I was in the shower mm-hmm. uh, after cutting the grass. So 
and cutting my hair. Uh, so I should not have to charge my watch again until maybe tomorrow evening. Possibly Monday, but possibly Monday morning. Yeah. See, and and I make sure because I use the what's that feature called? Sleep time. I think time is what it's called. Or, yeah. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. One so if it's if it's below thirty percent, it tells you to charge your watch, so that way it will make sure to wake you up because I use that to wake me up in the morning. So I'll probably charge it hopefully tomorrow afternoon, and if so, then that means things are back to normal. But it used to be that I'd have to charge it at like. Uh, 10 or 11 in the morning and then I would be charging it again at 7 or 8 at night there for a little bit. So Oh, no. See, that, that that's an issue. Are you on beta for Overcast? Nope. Or the, Ooh. Ooh. Am I on beta for Overcast? I might very well be. I'll have to look at that. Because I, I, like you, sometimes I'm, I'm on betas that I don't even think about. So, yeah, I might be. I'll have to look. Yeah, that's the hard thing for me sometimes with beta betas of applications because I, I will get on them with the intent of testing stuff and I do test stuff additionally like Overcast when I first got on the Overcast beta way back when like I was submitting feedback about voiceover and yada 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 yeah but then it gets to a point that like I'm comfortable with the app it works it does everything I want to do and it's like well I, I update the betas because that's an update but <laughs> I don't really go poking at stuff yeah yeah well I'll, I'll- do some research into it, but that's that was my frustration. What's frustrating Michael today? Uh, oh, speaking of Michael, Michael, here's the Easter egg I told you I was going to leave in the episode to let you know that we were le- to, to find out if you were actually listening to us or not. <laughs> uh, we were on Discord today, and he's like, I really need to go listen to you and Demasi because I told him we're getting ready to record. And I'm like, yeah, you've been saying that for a couple of weeks now. Now I'm going to leave you an Easter egg in the episode to see if you actually listen. <laughs> ah, there it is. So I got a new toy. I'm excited for this. A new Raspberry Pi. I told you they would start duplicating. Ah, uh, yeah, you told me yeah, about this. Yeah. So, Doug, last name. Langley. Langley, yeah. Wait. So, Doug Langley, or as I like to call him, Speed Dot Doug, um, <laughs> is sending me, I bought a uh, Raspberry Pi Zero W from him. I think the W means Wi-Fi. I'm not sure, uh, okay. because it does have Wi-Fi on it. And it it's coming configured with a radio transmitter and receiver, and it will allow me to use this handheld radio that I have sitting on the desk in front of me and connect over the internet using DMR, digital mobile radio, um, and connect to other blind individuals or other ham radio operators. And the cool thing about it is our local radio club is getting more involved in DMR, so I get to I get be... Up with the cool kids, I guess, and uh, I'll have other blind people to help me with getting it configured. So, Raspberry Pis are duplicating. I need to figure out what I'm going to do with this Raspberry Pi 4B that is sitting in the window seal collecting dust. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and then I did get zero tiers set up, too. Hmm. Well, I don't, first, I don't, there's no way to treat a Raspberry Pi. Just have it sitting around collecting dust. That's terrible. I know. Uh, tell me about zero tier. I don't know. About zero yeah, tier. <laughs> so, so what I've done is I said, so with zero tier, 
And anyone listening who knows more, please reach out to us on Twitter, and we'd love to to talk with you about it, maybe. Uh, but uh, Doug will be helping me probably with this because I think he's using it. With Zero Tier, what I have is you set up a, a network, and you can set it up for free, and then you download the Zero Tier client to your desktop. It looks like the you you uh it looks like the graphical user interface is not very accessible with JAWS or NVDA. That's another thing. I've been using NVDA more, but that's besides the point. Um however, you can go into command line with administrative rights or into terminal on the Mac and just type zero tier dash CLI space connect space. And then you put in your network ID, which is, I think, it, yeah, 16 characters. It's either 14 or 16 characters. Then that will connect your computer to your network. Um, so I connected the PBX system that I've been using because they have a CentOS, uh, or no, I'm using Debian on there. So they have a Debian client. So I connected that uh, to the network, and then I connected my computer, my Windows computer, to the network. And I see both of the computers, and each of them have an IP address that start with 10. So I think I can... Uh, just type in that 10 IP address and it'll automatically connect me to it. But I'm not sure how that makes it different than using the 64 IP address that I got from DigitalOcean. So I think I need to learn more about it um, and maybe connecting my Raspberry Pi because I can connect my phone to the network. They have an app for the for iOS and Android. I can connect my devices to the network and then maybe just access the 10 IP address for the, I think it's actually coming together. So if I plug my Raspberry Pi in and I get boot that up and I install the client, then I can connect it to my network, get the 10 IP address that it that the network will give it. Then on my phone, all I have to do is type in that 10 IP address because I'm already connected to the network and I won't have to deal with port forwarding or dynamic IP address changes. Hmm. So I think that's what it will do. I'm not sure. <laughs> we shall report back more. Yeah, I was looking at a little bit of their documentation yesterday. Uh, and I was like, it, huh. They have some, they have good documentation. Like it's, 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 there's a lot of stuff there. <laughs> uh, I was like, huh, I'm going to have to, have to play with this uh, in, a, in a moment. Uh, I can invite you to the network too. I don't know what that means, but <laughs> I think that means you could. Maybe uh, I wonder. Can I see networked drives? Like, does the CentOS or the Debian system show up as a network drive on this computer? And I will tell you in a moment, as soon as I get my network thing to open, which maybe it won't work. Cause wait, wait, network media devices, network infrastructure. Wait, that's weird. Huh. I have some weird shit on my network stuff. I need to look into this. Hmm. So I see all of my... Uh, I see Michael Laptop. I see 192168 Sonos 1. 192168 Sonos 1. Uh, Sonos Beam. And then I have another thing that says Network Infrastructure, and I see Eero on here. And then other devices, I see Ben's TV, because Ben's TV is the only one on. But I thought I'd be able to possibly see the um, PBX system on 
in my networked drives, but maybe I have to make some changes. So we will report back on that because it is something new. Yep, it is something new. My thoughts were sort of along the lines of what you just were checking out. Like, hey, I could set up a Raspberry Pi with a uh, external hard drive hooked up as a NAS and make this an easier way to share with people uh, Mm -hmm. instead of having to jump through the hoops of... uh, and it could be that I just have to change the settings. Are you connected also I would be don't a question. Yeah, yeah you may not actually be connected yeah. to it at the moment. Yeah, yeah. So. I we bought will, a router. What? I said I bought a router. What kind of router did you end up uh, getting? Just a regular, plain old, all it does is route. No Where Wi-Fi included. From? Are you waiting for it to come in the mail or do you have it? No, I'm waiting for it to come. I bought it on Amazon. Uh, huh. It was a TP-Link of course tl something uh, <laughs> but it's just a router huh it does no wi-fi no nothing it just routes traffic no wi-fi just and uh, you want to share with the listeners why you bought that router sure sure the interest, interesting thing about this particular router is it does have it does give you the ability to kind of bond your port so if you had more than one internet connection you could bond them across you know multiple ports hmm. So it gives you a possibility of up to four WAN ports if you needed to configure it that way. I obviously, well, maybe not obviously, I am not configuring it that way. <laughs> the reason I bought a router is because I need a actual basic router that I can control functionality-wise to set up some very specific things about my network. So one, I need an internal domain for within my, my local area network. Uh, which is something that the Google Wi-Fi does not allow you to do. Uh, don't let you do that. You can set up your IP, what you want your IP range to be, but you can't say, I want, you know, my family dot family to be how I get this stuff. So when I want to go to the printer interface, I type in printer dot my family or printer at dot family. Yeah, like you can't do that. I need to be able to do that. Hmm. Uh, Why didn't the printer show up on my network devices? That's interesting. Mm. Maybe because it's asleep. Possibly. Or maybe it's not on the network. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. But that's why I bought just a router. No Wi-Fi, no anything. Uh, Because it was either that or buy a router with a bunch of stuff in it I didn't need. Like Wi-Fi. Because I'm just going to put the Google Wi-Fi in bridge mode. Ah, okay. uh, and have it still handle the Wi-Fi is just it won't be handling the routing it'll just be handling the Wi-Fi at this point so Jason asked me a question today man I'm just name dropping today huh uh, Jason asked a question today and he said how is Damash liking his uh, M1 so overall generally I like the M1 uh, it's quiet first and foremost That that is one of the major things I love about it is that it's super quiet uh, also now can unlock one password with my watch. <laughs> just amazing. Uh, all of the little sharp edges I don't like about Big Sur, I just work around those because I like being able to unlock one password with my watch. Hey, you might get a beta in about a month or something new. Uh, fuck a bunch of betas. <laughs> you know, I'm a little more afraid of Mac OS betas at this point, especially the summertime betas. I need to actually figure that out too, though. Uh, I need to probably go renew my developer account. 
The uh, Overcast transition, we recorded in an episode that is still in Google Drive, but never will hear the light of day because I don't feel like going back and editing it, uh, that I was, well, that Demasi had switched from Castro to Overcast, and I was highly considering it, and I have finally made that change. The biggest reason that I made the change from Castro to Overcast again is I was browsing through and uh, had found some, some I think it was an AppleVis podcast that was talking about the crisis at the border, and I'm like, that, ju- that, that just doesn't sound right, uh, and that was not the first time. Uh, so what was happening is summaries from some episodes were getting played where where voiceover was seeing a title of one episode and a summary of another episode and and reading them together. So it became difficult for me to be able to determine what was what, and it kind of lost the functionality for me because I didn't know what, in fact, I was queuing up, Um, I could guess. And how I got around it is in Castro, there are some tabs across the top in the inbox that tell you, you know, each podcast that you have up. And so I would tap on the name of the podcast and that would only show me those podcast episodes in the inbox. And then I would queue out of there what I wanted added to my queue. But for me, that just, it, it, it made it more clunky than what I wanted it to be and what I was, what I was looking to use Castro for. And that's not to say that I'm not going to try it out again because it's still on my phone. I need to wipe this phone. I really need to wipe this phone. I have so many apps that I just installed that I don't even know anymore. Anyways. Uh, Funny so, how that happens. Yeah, it is. So you start uh, out with every intention of like, man, I'm only going to install the stuff I needed. You look uh-huh. up one day, you're like, what the f- is this? Yeah, yeah. I, I've got all. And it doesn't help that now, if you guys didn't know, you can go into your home screen settings and set it to not add new apps to your home screen. So right. all of a sudden, your app library is like a lot. You're like, I, did, I, I have that app? I thought I deleted that a long time ago. No, no. And it also doesn't help that we're now getting a lot of services that require the ios app uh i'm trying to think of one that comes to mind and i can't think of it off the top of my head right now but there's a particular financial service i was using for credit building it's like you have to use their app Mm. Mm. there is no website for you to go do stuff on (laughs) go get the app uh money line ah that's it yep yep so i yeah so long story short i switched back over to overcast I'm liking it. I'm 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 really liking it. It is an interesting experience. Now, what I am doing with Overcast might not be what you're doing. So I am curious, Demasi, real quick, my workflow is in Overcast. I have a playlist that says all episodes, I think is what it shows. It's the default playlist. And I go in and with Kelly and Co, I'll uh, flick up twice, by the way, Marco, is there a way we can clear that episode a little faster than that? Anyways, that's that's me being nitpicky. Uh, I flick up twice because the first one is drag, which drag and drop does work in, in Overcast. Um, and I delete the episodes for Kelly and company that are the segment episodes, because I usually want to listen to the whole show. And then I just hit play anywhere in the playlist. I went into settings and changed it to where on tap, it will play the episode versus show you that menu. Cause when I tap an episode, I want to listen to it most of the time. And then I just let it play through. So what, what is your workflow, especially when you're moving stuff over to the watch? So One, I love the fact that I can adjust it to whether or not I want to see a menu or double tapping or as I think it says in the settings, tap 
starts to play an episode versus show the menu. So my workflow for or, or my use usage with Overcast is only have a very, very strange thing. First of all, when I went back to Overcast from Castro, for me, what kind of drove me was annoyance with several things. Uh, Castro Overcast seems to update faster when it when new episodes are published. Uh, there are times where I would go on Castro a day after a new episode of a specific show was out and. I would have to pull the refresh in order to see the episode, the new episode that I knew was there because these guys always publish their show at the same time. They're not us. They their show at the same time every week. <laughs> I was literally going to throw that joke in there, but you got to it for me. <laughs> so uh, that was annoying. There are a couple of little nitpicky things I can't remember now, but all of them added up to just be too much of a pain. So I went back to Overcast. Funnily enough, one of the first things I did after getting back into Overcast, which is a pretty smooth transitional yeah, process, uh, it was. Is I ended up creating a playlist in Overcast called Inbox. <laughs> and longtime listeners know that Inbox was not Demasi's favorite feature of Castro. <laughs> Man, it's the thing. One of the things I hated the most about Castro when I first started using it, and I just ignored it after that. Uh, but the reason I created this in in Overcast was not to try to duplicate the functionality of, of Castro, but because I checked out the new watch app uh, for Overcast, I was like, oh, this is pretty nice. But apparently I have to. And if anybody knows different, please let us know. But the only way that I know to get episodes over to my watch is to have them on a playlist that I select will be the playlist that syncs with my watch. So I created one called Inbox. It's like anything I throw in there, I want to be on the watch, too, which has been great outside of that playlist. uh I need to spend some time figuring out or relearning how to use these smart playlists because I haven't used them in such a long time. And I really didn't use playlists at all in my prior life with Overcast uh, other than just to test out, hey, make sure everything worked. And it's like, oh, OK, this does work. Cool. Uh, but other than that, like inbox is the only playlist I have. Everything else, I just play it as, you know require like i just finished going through a lot of the dtns episodes from last week uh, or this past week the, this week that i hadn't yeah. listened to uh so you go but i just show and play them from there yeah that is pretty much what i do unless i know i want it on the watch yeah and then i'll add it to the inbox and i'll just play it out of that out of and that how does that process playlist. work do you double tap and hold on an episode or is it in the actions rotor uh, I just go to the, the Q action in the rotor okay. and double tap there. And then, uh, yeah, you hit the Q and then it'll show add to, you know, add to up next or play next or whatever it says, uh -huh. uh, or add to, and then it'll show you a list of your playlists. Oh, okay. Okay. So I will play with those and we'll report back on, on our experimentation with Castro or with Overcast from Castro. Um, I, I do like how they have, have gotten dragged. Well, how he, I say they, but how he has gotten dragged to work. I don't know if you played with that, but it is, it's, it uses the voiceover drag action. So you can drag and then drop an item before, uh, after, or apparently onto an item. Not quite sure how that one would work out, but it's like, it makes them both play at the same time. <laughs> 
Speaking of both playing at the same time, I found the answer to our question. Uh, how you get a item to, or a, a track to split into two different tracks um, is you use the, and, and I, I'm excited for this, you use the explode option to explode a track, a stereo track into multi-track. Uh, so you would select it, then you would find the explode action. When you click that, it'll create two tracks under the original track it'll mute the original track and then you have the left stereo and or the left mono and the right mono on each of their own tracks so that is that is kind of cool ah i do think i remember Derek uh mentioning that at one point because i do remember explode i was like huh yeah i like that explode in the explode multi-track action in the action list so you explode that track, and I was like, "What? Wait a minute! <laughs> just explode the track. Don't worry about it. Everything's going to be okay. Right? It's not right. destructive like you think it is. Just explode it, it. it. That remember, people, Reaper is a non-destructive audio editor, so you you can explode things all day long, and you won't have any problems. Which is absolutely amazing, and is it one is. of the things that I truly appreciated about Reaper. Once I started using it, is like that non-destructive part. I can go in and cut up a track. Oh man, seventeen hundred different ways. Yep. But at its core, that one audio file I started, or whatever audio file I actually started with it, the source audio is still there in its entirety. So with sixty nine, I grabbed all of my. Well, I grabbed the one item on my track, and I did the trim silence, and that turned it into a hundred and eighty or two hundred and fifty or something like that different items. But it was still one actual file, which is super nice, uh, and and that that. Gives you the true power of non-destructive editing when you're playing around in Reaper. Um, I'm very ambivalent about this touch bar. Why? I'm very ambivalent about this touch bar. There are some times where I look at this fucking computer at this fucking touch bar and I'm like, man, if I could sell this for most of what I would need to repay Mike, I would go buy a Mac Mini. Because this fucking touch bar does not operate the way that I want it to operate. But then when I go sit in the living room with this laptop and just the laptop hanging out with some earbuds plugged in, it's like, man, this is super cool. Couldn't do this with a Mac Mini. Right, yeah. right. Or a 24-inch iMac. Oh, man, fuck that. <laughs> I'm sorry, See, a 24-inch a- non-touch iPad? <laughs> <laughs> You'll see how true of a statement that actually is after the next version of Mac OS 2. It may <laughs> really look like you're supposed to push the button. I do like the M1. Uh, one upside to this laptop particularly is that like, it will have a use case for it, whereas I really wouldn't have a hand-down use case for um, iMac, the uh-huh. current iMac, because I know within you know the next 18 months or so, like I'm going to purchase whatever new, more power full computer apple releases uh or whatever's available around that time right that that is a desktop because i do actually want a desktop computer like that's the thing i I really want a desktop doesn't have to be an imac probably won't even be an imac but the current imac as it is right now with the newer version with the 24 inch like i know long term that that's not the computer i can see myself spending the next five years with but tomasia comes in pretty colors yeah well you know Fuck that. I would probably end up just getting the silver one because I'll be like, mm, I don't know about that blue though. Orange, definitely right. not. Yellow, no. Red, eh. 
Yeah. Purple, maybe because the kids like purple, but I don't really, you know what? Screw but, it. Just but, keep but it. But it's your Mac. Purple. Yeah. 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 Silver. Silver. Have you ran into anything that you can't do on the M1 that you were doing on Intel? Because you weren't, you weren't virtualizing Windows at all. No, I wasn't doing any virtual machines. Uh, I was about to start at some point. <laughs> so waiting on some news there, although it apparently seems that the word is right now, at least with VMware, we don't know what Apple's solution for this problem is going to be, but at least with VMware, their option is only going to allow you to virtualize the ARM version of Windows, which I forgot uh, about until, you know, friend Jeff mentioned it. Uh, you can only install things on the ARM version of, of Windows using uh, the Windows Store. So I don't think NVDA is in the Windows Store. That kind of just shit over my whole plan. I was like, oh, man, that's horrible. And I forgot that Windows even had a store until Jeff said you can only install stuff from the Windows store. I was like, oh, man, that is going to suck. So narrator for everything, that's going to make the experience not so great. Maybe. Maybe not, though. Like that, that, I don't know. If you could get the eloquence version of of for the windows sappy five and use that maybe narrator wouldn't be horrible ah but see you wouldn't be able to do that unless that's in the windows store and it's not uh-huh. <sighs> yeah so back to my question but, is there anything but, else you haven't been able to do but i mean i'll say this though like we don't know what the actual version of arm windows is actually going to be like when they release it at least i don't know I mean, maybe, you know, someone knows for sure, but maybe I don't know. Like, so they could remove those restrictions. Those restrictions and the expectations of those restrictions for Windows on ARM come from their Windows on ARM tablets that they release, you know, the Windows RT or Surface RT or whatever the hell they were. That version of it, right? This could be something slightly completely different. We don't know that. So... Uh, as far as anything else, no, I just got a really ugly warning when I opened up Audio Hijack uh, about an hour ago. It was like, warning for 11.3. Uh, some AU units, uh, some audio units uh, freeze or crash or something after changing them. I was like, what the? F- uh, that's, that's, that's concerning. <laughs> Fortunately, I'm not relying on any audio units yes. in here. Yeah. Uh, so wait, apparently are you recording everywhere. an audio hijack too? No, I am just okay. recording in Reaper. Okay. okay. Uh, yeah, I saw that and I was like, oh shit. Uh, and then you mentioned Reaper and I was like, well, let me go actually record in Reaper anyway because I need to start spending time here. I am running the beta version. Uh, maybe I should have been recording audio hijack. Because <laughs> uh, I forgot that I'm actually running the beta version of, of Reaper uh, compiled for Apple M1. Uh, or Apple Silicon or what the fuck ever. Uh, that's the, I'm not, so I'm not running the regular Intel version of emulation. I'm running a version that is compiled specifically for ARM. Well, maybe CleanFeed will do us well, and we don't even have to worry about using your file, hopefully. Because what's so theoretically, what it's doing, and I'm not sure how this is working, but you can hit save because it tells you to save your file periodically. There's two buttons here. There's save and then there's discard this recording, which is unavailable. So that's slightly disconcerting, but that's besides the point. Maybe because we're not done. Recording. Uh, maybe because it's actually but recording. Though. If I hit save right now, 
then uh, it says downloading 539 megabytes, and then it downloaded it. It's it's already saved because it's saving it locally. And now I have like four copies of the same wave file in my downloads folder. And I wonder if it'll clean itself up or if I'm going to have to clean it up. I suspect I'm going to have to clean it up. But that's kind of nice because let's say right now my internet crashes or Chrome crashes right now. We'll, we'll just say, please don't Chrome. I'm, I'm not asking you to. At least I have the first 49 minutes and 33 seconds of the episode. And then we would just switch to our local recordings because I think we've gotten into the habit of at least recording one backup locally mm-hmm. uh, that, that we should not have any issues. Now, that being said, however, I, I kind of like Zoom because I can easily mute myself. Uh, as Demasi has said, there sometimes until he goes back and edits is a lot of stuff that happens on my end or even his end, maybe not so much his end, but on my end at least, that he did not even hear while we were recording. But then when he goes back and listens to my Reaper file, he hears it because I can mute myself out uh, oh, while man. recording. <laughs> so that piece of calm the whole fucking place down, though. Yeah. Sure did. Sure did. I don't hear uh, nothing. <laughs> there was one time when Demasi was editing my audio and he didn't hear it. And all of a sudden he heard dogs barking and he was scared. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't really say I was scared, but I was a little unnerved. There you like, go. Where unnerved. the fuck did this dog come from? I was like, oh shit, that's Ribby. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but it was because I didn't hear it at all during the recording. And then I'm, as we're as I'm editing, it's like all of a sudden, just out of nowhere, it comes Remy. It's like, but he sounded like he was in. I think that might have also been the first episode I was editing with these uh, in-ear monitors. Oh, yeah. So yeah. it was like, Jesus, where the fuck did the dog come from? Oh, fuck, that's Remy. <laughs> uh, but it's like you know it's, it's weird because you like you remember this part of the conversation that was happening but it's all of a sudden right oh 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 michael Mike muted, been muted it because <laughs> i was talking so it was like eh, okay yeah man mute button has become my best friend while working well peloton i haven't really had to do mute because i've been on live chats by the way if you're bored and listening to this episode feel free to live chat in to peloton and ask for michael and Maybe we can talk. No. <laughs> <laughs> See, I would have told it taking a totally different tack with that. If you're stuck in a freaking live chat right now, it's good that you're listening to us. <laughs> Either way, okay. <laughs> Although I think we've talked about it. I live chat has become my favorite communication with customer service lately because I can do other things. It's quick. I sort of don't like somebody's using live chat. I can't remember who it is at the moment, but somebody's using live chat. No, no, it wasn't T-Mobile. Cloud DNS, actually, is using live chat. Uh, Theirs looks different from any other live chat I've ever. Now, it could just be updates to live chat since last time I knew that I was using it, but it looks different to any other live chat setup that I've seen at all. Well, and that's the the gotcha with it is uh, Spectrum might be using their own custom-built live chat, whereas, you know, this other company over here is using Zendesk live chat. Out of the box, yeah. And then 
company C is using intercom, which offers, uh, well, Pinecast uses intercom. And then, you know, company D is using Drift. So the, the experience for the end user isn't consistent, but for the most part now I've, I've had more exper- positive experience with accessibility in live chats than Recently, what I have had yes. negative. Oh man. Yeah. yeah. Especially over the past few years, but no, I mean, they're literally using the software live chat. Oh, Oh, but it huh. looks different than the other, you know, companies that were using live chat that I remember seeing. Cause you used to have live chat on your own pay for a second. Yep. Right. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I did. Could be updates or changes to live chat, or just could be that they've customized their, yeah. you know, installation of live chat. But it looks completely different than what I was used to. I saw live chat, like, oh, yeah, this is going to be great. And it's like, wait a minute, why is there a table? <laughs> There's not a table here before. If, if you don't use voiceover on the Mac, then you don't feel our pain for tables. <laughs> Man. Because you never know if that table is just going to be one table or a table with nested tables inside of cells that are nested inside of tables. Oh, jeez. Somebody's <laughs> head just exploded. That was mine. Uh. Uh. I'll tell you one problem I do need to solve. And I'm thinking about, so I got to spend more money. I don't like spending money. It may seem that I do, but I really don't like spending money for everybody listening. I really don't. It's just sometimes you need things or you spend money to make your life easier so you're not so frustrated and annoyed. VOIP.ms. <laughs> By the way, we have a number now. You can call us 971 cast nine seven one three six seven two two seven eight and by the time this episode comes out you will have an option to leave a voicemail because i'm committing myself to that i know i have two days to do it but i'm gonna do it because yeah i got it working you can't talk to us live yet (sighs) because there's a two second delay uh with the soft phone that i'm using and i think it has to do with the routing with eero i gotta poke around at that and play with that a little bit so what are you spending money or you could just buy a router or you could turn your current raspberry pi that's sitting over there gathering dust into a router can i though and then use aero just as wi-fi huh yes you could put like uh free bsd there's pf sense uh you could do a couple of things just a quick Google search for Raspberry Pi router. That is a rabbit hole to put me down, and I might go down that challenge. <laughs> or if not, you could just send it to me, and then I'll do it. So what I'm so two two things that two issues that this computer has the M1 has prevented for me first presented to me. First of all, only have two ports, which is okay because I only had two ports on another computer. Uh, but these are both USB C. Yep, no USB A. So. Now, I have a dock that I bought and I was going to send back and I kept it. And it turned out to be a very smart idea that I kept it because I just plugged the dock in and boom, I got four or five extra USB-A ports and basically two USB-C ports or a Thunderbolt port and a Thunderbolt 3 and USB-C port. And an SD slot, don't you? SD card slot? SD card slot, micro SD card slot, and gigabit Ethernet. Uh Uh-huh. So it's nice. Now, what do I do if I'm traveling? Because I don't want to take the fucking dock. Because uh, it has a power cord. It's not bus powered. That's also another slight issue, too. This computer is always charging if it's plugged into the dock. Because mm-hmm. there's no way to tell it not to charge. Uh, that would be nice. So, I've been thinking. I have a security key. Unfortunately, I bought this security key about 
two months ago. <laughs> uh, it is a USB-A uh, YubiKey 5 Nano. So it's uh-huh. the one that you can stick in the side of the computer and it just stays there, just, just lives in the USB port. It's not meant to be taken in and out and all of that. You could do that, but you know, that's I bought it for the intent of leaving it stuck. Well, now I have a problem. If I don't have the dock connected, I don't have a way to plug in a USB key. So now I need to go buy one for USB-C. Do you? Or if I would have known this was a problem, I could have thrown in a USB-A to USB-C adapter. Don't you have any of those? I tried that and it didn't seem to want to work. Ah, maybe because there's something between the USB connections and the UB key and it, it, it can't authenticate that maybe. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was thinking, because I tried it with the key that I keep on my key ring mm-hmm. uh, first. So here's what I thought about doing. I thought about, one, just going and buy the YubiKey 5C Nano, which is a USB-C, USB-C version of the same thing that I have sticking in this dock at the moment. Uh, I don't know what I'll do with the USB-A key. I'll do something with it, though. Uh, or... Option two was to buy the lightning slash USB-C YubiKey and just keep that on my key ring. And then I could plug it into a phone or into a tablet or a phone or a computer or whatever. Yeah. I think you're better off with the lightning one. I thought about that. Because then then it gives you the flexibility of using YubiKey on your phone, whereas... If you went and bought just a USB-C one that stays in the computer, you still only have access to it on your computer devices and Android phone. Yeah, but see, the one I have now on my key ring currently is a USB-A and NFC. So I use it with the iPhone and uh, NFC. Wouldn't work on the iPad, but I don't have an iPad, so it doesn't matter yeah, at the moment. Yeah, and the iPad would just be USB-C anyways now, pretty much. Oh, only the Pro models. Did they put USB-C in the air? I don't Two, three, think four, so. Maybe. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't know. Either. So I'm debating about what to do about that. Major first world problem, I know. Right, right. We'll, we'll, we'll see what, what, what you end up with. Because you got to have YubiKey, especially when you're traveling. Because right now it's not that big of a problem unless you're in the living room and you want yeah. to log into something. Yeah, but usually there's also, you know, usually there are some instances where I wouldn't be able to log in unless I had a YubiKey that was working. Uh, but yeah, usually I can also fall back to like a two-factor application or something. Like with Google, you can always say, choose another option or yeah. Stripe, you can say, choose another option. Uh, but yeah, I was specifically thinking about it. Like if I travel, let's say we get back to the point where the library is open. I want to go just sit in the library with my MacBook because I can do that because I don't have to worry about taking a charger because it, that's <laughs> battery life. Uh, might want to go do that. Uh, I, then I would kind of need one. Yeah. I don't want to buy a portable dock, which is one potential solution, but I don't really want to do that. I don't want to buy a portable dock, not without selling the one that's sitting right here now. Well, and that's just one other thing to carry around. Right. And and it's not as small as a new YubiKey. And I bet a YubiKey is cheaper, too. Hell of a lot cheaper. What fifty? Oh no! If if I just got a USB C dock, yeah, but no, YubiKey would be cheaper. I don't know. Most likely, I'm gonna go with 
the uh with the lightning key yeah the lightning usb-c one because at least that one would always be on my key ring i could demote the one that's currently on my key ring down to a backup key and then erase my data off of the nano key and figure out something to do with it so resale value would be did you, you might have talked about this can you easily duplicate keys mm, no okay. not to my knowledge like the only thing that i can do is go like around to the services that i need to log yeah. in with a yubi key and just add the new key okay okay that's that's what i thought you would have to do but i wasn't 100 percent sure how that would work so that's why it's a little bit more of an agonizing thing too, because I don't want to buy a key only to just go. Cause like now I'm looking at this nano key that I bought with, it was working great in the Intel Mac, just stuck it inside. And I never had to think about it whenever I needed to authenticate. I just reached out and tapped it. Yep. Now it's looking like a stupid ass purchase because it's like, ah, shit. Yeah. But you didn't know you were getting an M one then. So, I mean, that's true. It's true. But what do I do with it, man? Like it's just sitting here. Make give it to the kids. Make them use it for something. <laughs> no, they eat they it. <laughs> no, man. Look, everything they got is either lightning or going to be USB C. They don't even know what a USB A port. Like, Daddy, what is that strange hole in the side of that computer? Right. That's like that's like a kid asking what a floppy disk is now. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> or a CD. What, what is this? Yeah. 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 Um. Or DVD. I have, you, you put that in the TV and it plays a movie? Yeah. I just hit the Disney Plus now and it plays a movie. It's like, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, you so have it. what's happening is Disney Plus is actually putting one of these in their dolls. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, my niece was introduced to a VHS a couple weeks ago. Whoa. YouTube. And she did not, she, she couldn't, like, she couldn't comprehend it. She's nine. Yeah. She's nine now. And she just could not comprehend how a VHS worked. She thought it. she, she could grasp a DVD, but not VHS. Man. And you had to rewind them kids. Yes. Yeah. When you were finished watching them. You had to rewind them to watch it over again. Or you get charged by Blockbuster. Remember Blockbuster? <laughs> what the hell is Blockbuster? <laughs> I don't even know what I'm going to call this episode. <laughs> All so over if anybody, the place. anybody has any ideas on a YubiKey strategy, I, I, I do. I will say this. One thing I want to do is go look at the comparison chart on Yubico's website to see is there any feature that's in the the newer key, which I think is the one with Lightning and USB C versus just a USB C one. Also, if I get a key that just lives in the port, then now I've narrowed myself down to only one port, mm-hmm. uh, which means I can plug in the dock, which is fine. <laughs> or if I'm traveling, I can plug in the charger. Mm, oh, yeah, there's that sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that whole thing. Yeah, occasionally you got to plug in this charger thing and charge it up. Yeah, but the battery is so nice on there that you, you could easily forget about the charger. I, so I actually haven't used it yet. Wait, what? The block is in the drawer, uh, and the cable is in a bag. Oh, because you're just using the yeah, because the dock is USB-C charging. So I, yeah, because the, the dock. dock is actually doing the charging. So um, I've never actually used the plug. Hey, I bet you could cable. sell the plug that came with it to someone. 
But then what would I do when I was traveling? Carry your dog oh, and this I whole take... conversation would be mute. Oh, man, <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> no, but what I would carry most likely would be this Aki. I think it's an Aki. It's this Aki two-port GAN ah. charger block that I have uh, that has USB-C. as a USB-C and a USB-A port on it, and it just plugs into anybody's wall anywhere. That is what I would travel with, actually. So do you remember those long, thick extender cords that you used to get with the Mac chargers? Yes, you, I thought I was going to get one of those in this box. I, yeah, hey, I can use that. Yeah, no, no, no. It didn't. They didn't send this one. I found one, but they didn't send this one, and now Mallory's using it for her iPad. Because <laughs> you, you plug that in. And then that gives you, you plug the little uh, core or block in that charges via USB. And then you plug the USB in and it goes to lightning to charge the iPad. Hmm. So it gives you extension. Yeah, I've used one of those on an iPad before too with the iPad charger block in the middle. Like, yeah. Yeah, just take off the little prongs and slide the end on for yep. the extender. Yep. Super convenient. So... We're going to have to wrap this up unless you have anything else. That's pretty much all I have. This We can pull an hour out of this with all the interruptions. Yeah. Nope, I don't think I have anything else other than I'm really not liking mail on Big Sur. So most of my issues are Big Sur related. If I could push this computer back down to Catalina, I'd probably be a happy camper for real. That's funny. I'm not liking mail on iOS right now. It's doing the fucking focus thing again. I don't know if you've experienced that, but I'll be flicking through, get back to about 2.30 p.m., and all of a sudden I'm back at 4.15. I'm like, I already went through these messages. So I am I am, I am, am switching to uh, uh, Outlook at this time. So we'll see oh. how that experience goes. Oh, interesting. Another I- shout-out to Jeff for recommending that. Outlook, huh? Yeah, the calendar looks interesting. The calendar view on Outlook. Jeff says that's his favorite feature of it. So, hmm. yeah, might want to look. You at have that. to tell me what you think about it. I, I we will we will share. Oh shit! By the way, uh, I just realized we didn't mention it at all. If you want show notes or more information about this episode, this is I think the first time we've never mentioned it until the end. The link is yourownpay.com slash dm seventy um, seventy. Wow. Uh, and we'll have some links. I'm not sure how many of them, but we'll get some links in there. Some description. There wasn't. This wasn't really a linkable conversation. It was a yeah. few things. We'll we'll get them together. Yeah. You're on pay.com slash dm seventy. Yeah, you because you give me a fucking affiliate like that. Yeah, yeah. Reach out to them. Maybe they'll sponsor the show. Anyways, I'm on Twitter at Payone, P-A-Y-O-W-N. He's on Twitter at Damasti, D-A-M-A-S-H-E. And again, show notes and more information can be found at YourOwnPay.com slash DM70. You've been listening to Your Own Pay Podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode, visit YourOwnPay.com slash cast for exclusive content and to contact us today. We're eager to hear your thoughts and about how you're making this podcast your own. Thanks for listening. We'll be back soon. The Your Own Pay Podcast, YourOwnPay.com.